Hello, buddies. <laughs> oh my God, your mic cut so much. Yes. I, I I swear, eventually, like on our last session of Darklands, they're not even gonna hear like H or anything. There's just gonna be like a single syllable O. <laughs> okay, so welcome back to the Darklands, buddies. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, we're under a minute here, so we're going to keep going. Let's get the spiel out of the way. Uh, everyone here at uh, Tabletop Buddies is 21 years of age. We do not condone underage drinking and always drink responsibly. So a uh, quick recap, because uh, in the previous session we missed um, like a week or two. That since mm -hmm. um, this one is more fresh in everyone's minds. Um, after Beetle went to, uh, Rue, you met Rue for the first time to get a new longsword enchanted by her, and we had Rorthok's funeral, where, uh, Cassius somewhat respectfully intervened. We yeah, moved on, we moved on to the bar, where you briefly met a skeletal cutlass wielding pirate like figure who actually helped you kill this strange mix of a mentalist delusional bone like hell devil entity where in his last breath, he told you not everything is as it seems. And you looked down and you saw red ethereal shackles forcing him in place. Which is where we pick up. So... For reference, when this combat started, windows, doors, any sign of entry slammed and locked shut that as you look down at this pile of bones left before you, these, and you know, they're ethereal, so it's like they're semi-transparent. You're not even sure if, you know, a pedestrian, if an everyday person can see what you're seeing. As you're looking down at these shackles and they're kind of flickering, you know, trying to stay in existence. You see that back tavern door swing open. No one there, it just swings open. You see many of the windows begin to, you know, just glass windows reopening. And you see the front door to the tavern, you know, with the doorknob shaking. You can hear the pounding. And then, poof, 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 poof. You see William, you see Emma, Benji, Victor. Everyone just comes barreling inside. You know, they're kind of like uh, 
a cartoon piling on top of each other because they were, you know, all in a line, a crowd of townsfolk behind them, like kind of murmuring and whispering to each other. You know, the pile kind of separates and uh, after there's some sense of order brought, um, victor amongst all of them. Beetle, Beetle, what happened? What is that? Are you okay? Beetle? I'm a little beaten. I use a break, but I'm afraid there is a bigger issue at hand. Get these civilians I out of here. I told you he would gut you like a fish. And you see little fella O'Houlihan just walking under Victor's legs because he's a dwarf. He's so short. <laughs> he still has his tankard in hand and just points down. I told all of ye he was here the whole time, wasn't he, Beetle? I pick Fella up and I, I don't slam him against the yeah, wall, but yeah. I forcefully push him. I overstepped. I understand. You damn Fella. kids! You had some questions, Dave. Fucking kids! You can see he just kind of shakes his like, you know, it's like old guy shaking the fist. <laughs> Turn your music down. <laughs> okay. Yes. Beetle? He's being a pain in the yeah, ass. Beetle, I slammed him to the wall. Beetle, just slow down. Tell us what happened. We're all here to help. Someone in this town, Victor, is powerful enough to control the devil. Powerful enough to hide their identity. Okay. And you're sure it's someone here. It couldn't be someone from a distance. It couldn't be it, his leader. What is this? What am I looking at? That is Asaloth, or the remains of him. Okay. The last word he muttered was not everything as, as it seems. And then ethereal chains appeared with handcuffs and bound him to that stake leading to the back door. Not that I even have to ask, but I would just rather be transparent with you. Do you mind if I have a couple of NPCs roll Arcana checks? Sure. Okay, great. So we had a few people barrel in here. Um, you've seen enough of William and Emma that they're kind of your... Uh, I don't want to call them every day because... You know, they're quite talented. They're quite special. But they are simply vampire slayers. They're not going to be your type to cast third and fourth and fifth level spells. So how do we feel about Benji and Victor taking the Arcana checks here? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, if anything, I'm glad we're on the same page. So we're going to have, yeah, yeah, we're going to have Victor take it. Well, um, it, it's not that you're wrong at all, friend. I'm, I'm not saying that. 
what I am saying is we don't we we don't and we shouldn't deduce this to only the town. Someone better yet something sort of come through town and tethered or anchored it here in place. What I think we should do is investigate not only the citizens here, but in mid-March and in the Meso district. Now, from what I understand, you were headed to mid-March tomorrow? Soon you need a transport? Okay, and that's rather urgent, isn't it? Yes. Great, great. Okay, so... Excuse me, friend. And you see Victor just, like, pops a 180, looks back to the town, and is like, Okay, folks, move on. Move on. You know, he kind of has to take, like, the the governor, the mayor role to, you know, kind of keep morale to somewhat of a degree of <clears throat> happy. You know, not trying to cause too much alarm. And you see little uh, Benji. <laughs> Benji just approaches. Well, um, you've, you've had a day, buddy. Um, I mean, sundown is only, uh, a couple hours away. I don't mean to, um, pry or be harsh. But I think Victor might just be, you know, like busy with the town, right? He's not seeing everything as clear as you and I are. Right? It is possible, yes. <clears throat> okay. So we have this slain bone hell demon thing right here, right? And you see he motions to it. <laughs> so that's that, right? It's it's dead, it's gone? In the physical sense, yes. Okay. So if that is this bones, what are those bones and you see him point over to this pile of undead pirate apparel with a cutlass and a gun it seems like whatever ally was by your side literally turned into instead of you know being upright he turned into a pile of bones. So what's that? Cool. If you... Like, that's dead. Is this dead? Was there two? Okay. No. I, I'm not accusing you of anything. You know... At the start of the conflict with the devil... 
Okay. These saxophones. I, I don't that need to cut was you off, friend. We, we tried to enter. It's like the door wouldn't open. We tried to help. We did. I think that was the devil making it so he had a supposedly unfair advantage. Okay, and this thing didn't do it? You trust this thing? What is this? You see, he's still pointing at Styler's character's body. I don't trust and I don't untrust this thing particular one, because he did assist in the matter of this pile of bones. Okay. Okay. You're saying you... I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. You're not saying you do trust him, but you're neutral with him, with it? Yes. If that is where you stand, that is where I stand. See, he just kind of hits you with, like, a soft grin. But, you know, he's also a halfling, so he has to, like, look up. You know, like, full on, it's like a toddler, you know, like, looking up at a father. Because <laughs> he's just so short. But, you know, that's just Benji. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> I love that I can, like, kind of feel your smile through this. And what you... smile? <laughs> You're full of shit. And you see uh, <laughs> Victor re-enters uh, re the tavern. Well, um... I think at least for now, um... Everyone is calmed, everyone is settled. Uh... I firmly do not believe a drink will be had here tonight, as we have to, what, set these bones on fire or something. We'll get, uh, what's this, Bolston. He's that little guy that never sleeps at the church. Uh, Beatles, that okay with you? We'll send these bones to him. Wait, why Why are there two piles of bones? Our pile needs to be kept safe. It was a humanoid that assisted in defeating big pile of bones. Okay. But also I would suggest keeping two guards on that pile of bones. Because I am neutral in my field. Okay. Great. So, you know, this is what we will do. And you see, <laughs> you see Victor kind of, you know, he's the, of the duo of chain leaders in Renelton. Obviously, Victor is the preferred, you know, face of the two. He literally just hands you. He picks them up one by one. He hands you Styler's character's bones and begins to just sweep the others out. <laughs> Bolston will handle that. 
you will handle this. Put them in your bag, do whatever you want to with him, with it, and perhaps whenever it waits back up, uh, tell it thank you for me. Anyways, my goodness, um, we are getting close to dusk, Beetle. I'm not trying to lecture you, <clears throat> but you know what dusk means. Yes. I reluctantly, I find it, I find it best that we spread out. Likely, <clears throat> and I don't mean this offensively because as a citizenship, we did the right thing. More of Cassius's vampires, they will retaliate, Beetle. They are coming from what happened earlier today. Everyone has been informed. People tonight will die. They know that they will die. But they know that they will die so their kin and their kin and the kin after them will continue. This isn't a matter of keeping every single one of these little huts, of these little shacks safe. This is those who are able to protect, to protect as many as we can. All we have to do is survive the next 14, maybe 16 hours. I can't do it alone. And he literally just comes like within five feet of you and points right under your breastplate. You can't do it alone. Looks down to Benji and like almost wants to grin but just kind of messes with his hair. And you can't do it alone either, little guy. I have a proposal. Go ahead. What if my sister and I, we remain in, t in the townhouse? I realized only Benji kind of knows what's going on, so come over here. And he motions you over to, like, the widest, the biggest, like, you know, most expensive table in the tavern. Uh, reaches within his, uh, his jerkin, you know, his leather... Uh, shirt and brings out like the architectural make of the town so her and i will be here in the townhouse um will william and after about a few seconds you see mr and mrs mazarin enter yes yes uh you and you see they did immediately you know motioned over what if you two take the church. 
Benji, you lovely little shit. Um, what if you go to the outskirts by your home? Or would you rather stay here? Beetle, I know. It's not the most comfortable, but it's what I can offer. Do you want to sleep in my bar? And he just motions over to one of the booths. <laughs> sure. It's not... Nothing. Beetle, I know it's not ideal. And then you see him just point down at the map again. But we can cover here. Will and Emma, they can cover there. And... Uh, here, make me a uh, make me a uh, perception or society check. It's up to you, whatever skill check you would like. Might hope if I roll the right dice. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay, and, and which one was it? Society or perception? Uh, it, it, it comes out to the same for either one. Oh, so, so yeah, yeah, so it doesn't matter. So, um, uh, uh, there are right away a couple of things. Um, none of them are bad. None of them. All of this is good news. Uh, first of all, uh, Victor's plan makes a, a, a hell of a lot of sense. Sure, you don't want to sleep in this bar. <laughs> There's an immediate honor, kind of, that you're willing to. That it's like, damn, Beetle is just a nice guy. And like, everyone's kind of realizing that. And, uh... Lastly, especially with the society check, um, and if anything, I wish you would have rolled low, because now I do have to, well, it's because now I have to be honest, and I have to give you the truth of the high roll, that uh, the assumption mm -hmm. that the assumption that Victor made. You assume, especially by the look on uh, William and Emma's face, because Victor seems to be calling the Mazarins by their first names. You know, William Mazarin, Emma Mazarin. There is so much truth to what Victor said. You don't know because you haven't experienced it firsthand. There's a bit of fear in this recognition because you don't know how hard Cassius is going to hit. You don't know what he's going to bring. You don't even know who you can defend. You feel like tonight might be a case of survival of the fittest. 
you simultaneously wish you had more time to prepare. As all these conversations are happening, as you know, you and the other main society folk, you know, like William, like Benji, like Victor are conversing, we're getting roughly half an hour to sunset. So, do we all understand the plan? Does this make sense to everyone? Beetle, are you on board? Yes. You know, just kind of extends a fist bump. William, Emma, you will be in the Church of the Dawnflower, and you know, same thing. And Benji, outskirts, you know, watch alleyways, and, and you know, unfortunately, Benji kind of has to like high jump. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's almost like Mario trying to hit a block. <sighs> okay. I'm, I don't want it to, come, to come across shamefully because you're saying he... It, it, not he, helped you defeat this devil creature. That pile of bones will be here with you, Beetle? E yes. Referring to Skyler's character. <laughs> okay. And, um... You're comfortable? You're okay with... You know, that? And you see, like, amongst yeah. the group, like, everyone is kind of awaiting your response, and you hear... That same Victor voice in your head. Friend, before you say aloud, if you want me to cover that bag in holy water and get rid of it, I will. And then you feel, it, you feel it snap right away. It's like he's waiting for your eyes to answer. I look him in the eyes yep. and I just move him side to side like I'm shaking my head. No. You see, it's it's not shock, but it's almost like he's surprised that you said yes. But with a firm nod, you know, there's there's this trust that you and Victor just have that it's okay. Okay. Does it, does anyone not understand their assignments? And you just see Benji nodding. If anything, William is so hyped. <laughs> but you know, imagine being you know a renowned vampire slayer and being cursed for decades and not being able to slay any. That, you know, this is kind of hunting season for him. Okay, I'll, uh... I, I don't know how much of my crew will be sober, but, um, we'll try. Uh, Beetle, uh, be alive in the morning. Okay? <laughs> I just let all the chuckle. Well, no, you, you want to go to mid-March, right? 
Yes. I've never been to Mid-March. I'd love to help you get there, go there, escort. Well, then you're the one that's going to have to make it through the night, aren't you? I just ruffled his hair. little shit. No, I'm the little shit. No, just shut up. He just starts walking away. Like, you know, he, he's almost like, uh, you know, like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, you know, like bashful. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of has that vibe to him. Okay, um. You see, like, no, he's actually the first one to exit. Like, he's the first one going out because he's the furthest and just takes, you know, a good look at you and William and Victor and just be safe, okay? Oh, always. It's my middle name. Good. Good. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you don't know how to kill a vampire or anything, but, you know, from what you said, there was, what was it, someone or something was controlling the devil of bones? Something, someone, yet to be determined. They could be here, they could be anywhere. Just be careful. And he just like nods at Victor too. Almost like that kid like affirmation that like, hey, you'll be careful too. And then immediately yes. immediately Victor hits you. not like just with a handshake, but with like that uh that soldier, that guard like forearm. I will see you in the morning. Victor, one last thing before you leave. Do you Would think you be you know so who kind of no, no, but I will need your help with that. Understood. Would you mind helping me heal a little bit? Would I mind? Would I mind? Before I answer, you have to answer me. Anything. Will you tell your parents I healed you? And just winks at you. Of and course. Starts bandaging, tourniquet, uh, hands you a rag, and literally just shows you like a bottle of vodka and points at a wound. You, you both know what's about to happen, but it's like at least he's doing something to like try to circumvent it. You know, yeah. you know, I don't, I'm not trying to, but it, it's the safest way. One doesn't wait for two and just pours. <laughs> I just bite my tongue. Oh no, but I do get to heal on his end, which makes this way more fun. Uh, You're not the one getting vodka poured on a wound. Yeah, do you want your next uh, 
74 hit points or not? Am I complaining? <laughs> That's what I thought. That's a 74. Okay. You're feeling better? You can move around a bit? Yes. Thank you, my friend. And I just give him a big hug. He He's almost like stiff because it's like he doesn't want to show too much emotion because of his co-chain leader, his sister. But then he looks right, looks left, and he just kind of hits you with like the double like fist on the back. <laughs> we will both see each other in the morning. William? Emma? That feels weird. Can you tell me to go to my station? I was about to tell you to... And then you, you can see William speaks up. We will happily go to our stations. Beetle, we bid you farewell. I will see you in the morning. <laughs> that, you know, like, Victor's much more serious, where, like, William and Emma are like, dude, we've been doing this for, like, almost 200 years. <laughs> They're fucking legends! And then Victor finally leaves. <laughs> Closes the, the yeah, closes the door behind. And sundown begins to hit. Not that this has never happened before, but it is a strange sensation, Beetle. You finally saw rays of sunshine, rays of sunlight in the Darklands for the first time Ever. I know mm -hmm. that sounds weird, but not only for you, but for everyone else listening. Imagine seeing sunlight for the first time. I'm not saying when you were four or five years old. Not your first memory of sunshine. Imagine living to roughly, what would we put, Beetle, early 30s? Imagine not yeah. seeing sunshine. Just a dull, gray, stormy-type sky for three decades. And then all of a sudden, one day, there's sunshine. Now you know that sunshine is going away. Beetle's first night... Victor closing that front door behind himself. As you are sl actually sleeping in his bar, he did claim it as his, so that is a little bit of info, a little bit of lore that Beetle gained. That Victor did claim that bar that you are in as his own. As dust is settling, you have your wounds healed. It's, I'm not going to say it's entirely up to you. What kind of skill check are you looking for? What are you doing throughout the first couple of hours? Because 
This is dust settling in, so we'll say 7 to 9 p.m. What are you up to? Um, in the divine language of holiness. Ooh, I know where we're going. Please continue. I am going to bless not just the windows and the doors, but every fiber of this building above ground, in ground, to protect mm -hmm. it and myself mm -hmm. from all amounts and kinds of satanic witchery evil and um Dra dracula but sure. then also i remove my long sword laid on the table my daggers mm -hmm. i collect my javelins and in the old tongue of divinity, of holiness, I am blessing and putting in protective enchantments yeah. that will... Wards. Yeah, wards on them. But also, I go a step farther. I remove my armor. Mm -hmm. And I do the same. I extend my claws, and with the claw of, of one hand, I touch the other claws. And vice versa. I do the same to my feet. My body. Yeah. So this and is with... everything divine that you could think of. You're not putting From just my... on the floorboards or the walls or the doors or the tables. It's everywhere. True. Yeah. But yeah. also, I go one step farther. And this is where I'm not sure if it will work, but we're going to attempt it. I open the front door and I look towards the church. Okay. I take a deep breath and in my mind, I say all of these words again. And I exhale towards the church to add protection to every fiber layer being inside. Yeah. To protect. Yeah, which is actually where the Mazarins are. Yeah. And then I look towards where Victor and is Sasha. going to be yep. yeah thank you i was second guessing her name <laughs> and the same for benji and his crew yep. yeah, so... and every building in the town yeah just make me an all-around uh religion check i can do that and then on top of that actually also give me your uh, lower check you should have one for your nobility or something like that. Yeah, okay, so the first one yeah. is... What was the first one? Uh, religion. Um, okay. Is it a big okay. number? Uh, big enough for my brain. Yeah, 18 and 13 is 31. 31. Yep. And... Uh, uh, 19 and nobility. 
is 32. So a 31 and a 32? Yep. Jesus. Okay. And that's, um... I don't want to, like, actually say, like, in the nude, but this is you, like, presenting yourself to the town of Reynoldton in your most, like, pure divine form you tan to just let out as much divinity as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of circulates in, like, a wave, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's very in, like, a hocus-pocus type sense. Yeah. And as you're letting this surge out as dust is setting, you can see, you know, like you're at the doorway, door open, you can see where skeletal figures were supposed to rise, where the undead were supposed to charge. It's almost like they were concealed. It's like they were suffocated by this wave of light that you presented. Then you have that fuzz, that unsettling, that hair st sticking up on the back of your neck sensation. You whip the door shut and you look to the back window. That's so weird. You, f you swear you felt there was something right there. But all you see is a singular bone. Why is it only one bone? Tilt your head left, tilt your head right. You ponder on it, you think for a second. And then you hear the screams. You dart over to the front door. And at the front door, about 35, 40 feet away, at the graveyard. Same graveyard you were at earlier. For Roar Thoughts funeral. You see an elven woman, just simple, everyday dress wear. An elven woman. Maybe she was coming home late from work. Maybe she was in a drunken state trying to get back. It's hard to tell. You see an elven woman walking through the graveyard and. <laughs> what were simple black jagged like shapes take humanoid form you see four or is it three no it's five or six this pack of vampires circle around her almost in a taunting like way you know swaying left to right almost playing with her and then you see them separate you see them split 
<clears throat> you doubt for a moment. Does she have a chance? Is she out of here? You almost want to open your door and reach the arm out. And you see as she begins to run away, you see one of the vampires grab her wrist. And as she looks back at who's grabbing her wrist, her other wrist is grabbed where she was running forwards. You see her begin to scream. You see these other forces, these fingers. You see a third vampire from bat form. You see those fingers go into her mouth and rip. You see this male vampire get his other hand under her top lip. So now he has both hands within her jaw and just shreds her face vertically. Just ripping her entire head open and look to the left and laugh. You see as he's looking to the left you see a half orc. Just a half orc male fighting for his life with his tongue getting ripped out of his mouth. As he wants to scream and shriek in pain, you see that vampire eat his tongue in front of him and hit him with a firm jab to the stomach. Five Six, seven seconds go past of this vampire's arm and this half-orc's chest. Finally, slowly retracts out to pull out a still-beating heart. And begins to eat it in front of him as this half-orc falls dead before them. You see this little gnomish guy just trying to sprint home. As one chases him, another one blots in front of his door, you know, just toying with them. See, so he tries to run back, another one drops. Little Nomish guy tries to go back to his home, and you see the one that blocked his path smashes his window and takes one of the shards of glass. Well, I think you know the rest. This yeah. isn't the wandering, hungry vampires that you've seen before, Beetle. Y you saw the mindless, wandering, clueless vampires. You and Sawyer have killed so many. These? These vampires aren't them. These are hungry. These are driven. These vampires are purposeful. This isn't by luck. This isn't by coincidence. These are here. Any skill checks or anything you, you would like to do before I continue? Um, b b 
Um, no, what it would be called, but have I eh, seen this kind before? Like, do any of them look familiar? Uh, make a perception check. Uh, that, but, that, but, oh, my brain can't do that. <laughs> That's Pathfinder. Uh, 28. 28. Yeah, so none, none of them are, like, screaming out a name, right? Like, it's not like you've seen something before. You definitely do hear a couple of, like, stab sword type lunge wounds where you're like, okay, William probably got a couple of kills right there. But amongst all of it, you kind of just tap into your deity, right? That's kind of where Beetle goes. Yeah, and that's where he was going. Yeah, it's not that he's unintelligent, it's guide me show me the way and it's it's strange it's like you know you want to help all these people that are experiencing all of this agony this death that they don't see the bigger picture they don't see what's going on with Cassius and everything else and you take that moment to just pray and hope. And that's when you realize this isn't about looking to your left. This isn't about peering out the windows. This isn't also about going out of those windows. This isn't about you stepping foot outside when it's 10 p.m. This isn't about a show of bravery. This is about a show of intellect and survival. And as you're about to open that door and go outside and, you know, defend these citizens, you slam it shut and you stop and listen. And that's when you realize what's happening. It's not visual. It's what you're hearing. What you are hearing are rapid approaching horse hooves central town through the darkness you dart over you know you're like you know running sprinting over the chairs you're trying to find a window you're trying to open you know anything you can and it was, it, it, it's similar to, like I said, it wasn't thanks to your front door, your back door, going upstairs. It was that momentarily religious six-second period of let me almost meditate 
And that's when this hit you. That you hear those horse hooves. And as you do, you see a figure not only whom is riding it, but also what it looks like, which is heavily armored. Is there any sort of skill check, or should I continue? It's up to you. Um, continue. All right. For now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you see heavily armored, but still pale. Um, you know, like the, uh, shoulder pads, you know, the, uh, pauldrons, they're very spiky with by no means do I mean like a great sword or a long sword or all of that different but for specific terminology uh, this is a massive just an enormous war hammer that you're seeing on the back of this bean that is on top of a ebony black horse you see the Warhammer itself is spiked and just fully decked out in this dark gray armor. This dark gray armor that seems to have cracks, like small fissures. It's almost like it's willing to reveal its weak spots. But as you take a closer look at those fissures that are in it, you also see fire coming out. As you see the figure riding the horse, just kind of, you know, the horse prancing around waiting for any sort of order. You see this figure raise an arm. You know, it just kind of goes parallel to the ground, close fist. You see, as he closes his fist, all of this death, all of this decay, this vampire siege seems to hold off. It's like they paused. You see this figure survey around, just looks left. Assesses the bar that you're in. Various homes. Looks to his right. Nods. Looks forwards. Nods. For now, that's enough. Harbingers. Back to the castle. The rest 
with me. Points at himself. And you see the horse he's riding on retracts back north. Is this where Beetle would like to rest? Um, before he does that, he sure. is going to yeah. see if he recalls this entity. Has he encountered it before? Has he heard uh, anything? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would take a hell of a history check. You can't roll history. Um... Yeah, honestly, just let me know what you roll, and we'll see where we can get. Uh, just making sure I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to do this. Um, all I'm going to say, George, is sure. look at you, messenger. Did it happen again? With a completely different dice, even. Jesus. What is up with the fucking natural 20s? I can't even say tonight because... Jesus. Okay. I have been switching up my dice, even. Yeah, um... Without... And I, I think this might be the best fucking way to put it. I think without Beetle being able to specifically say, I know that they are this, that, and that, Like, you know, when, like, you're trying to think of a song or a lyric, and it's on the tip of your tongue, but you know who to ask? Mm-hmm. Beetle is well aware. He's heard of this before. This has happened before. History is repeating itself. But he knows who experienced this. He knows... William Mazarin. Amongst all these questions, these attacks, everything that's happened tonight, he, he, Beetle, has an ace in the hole. That being Mr. Mazarin. Which you, Beetle, still did hear. You know, everything that that kind of commander-ish figure 
said of, you know, um, for now, you know, that's enough, the rest with me, back to the castle and so on. Uh, is that where you would like to call it a rest for Beetle? And then we can uh, take our break here shortly and uh, finish up the session. Yeah, sure. Let's heal Beetle up as my mind is racing. <laughs> Alright, let's do so and we will see all of you in just a second. Welcome back. So you our... are mine, George. <laughs> Jesus, our first night in Reynoldton concluding. Boy, did we see a lot. We saw vampires. We saw undead attacks. Could have been worse. Could it have been better? We're... We are unsure. As Beale, you attempted, tried to sleep through the night as much as you could. You know, your max hit points, you know, there's no issues there with stats or anything. It's just, you know, this was a rough, difficult night. You couldn't get comfortable going to sleep. You know, you're not in a bed. You were kind of on guard. And you had not crack of dawn. I'm not talking like 5 a.m. This was more like 7 o'clock. There was just a casual, you know, like triple knock that at the door. I awake and I grab my long sword, just in case. Uh, Beetle, hello. Beetle. It's I open on. the door. And you see, Mr. Mazarin before you, William. I quickly reach out and I pull him inside and I close the door. Oh, um. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, we need to drive it. No, rightfully so. I did it right. I may be young. Tough night. I don't want to talk more, no, but you no. are my senior. If, if anything, I commend you for your defenses. Well, you see, he immediately like, uh, just draws a dagger in his right hand, leaves his left arm open and just cuts, like, a little slit in his left forearm to show, like, you know, real, actual red human blood. See? We're good. I right. stab my longsword into the ground, I extend a claw, and I do the same to my left. Right, right. Um, We all... We all saw that, right? Yes. Uh, details aren't... They are necessary. I... No. 
No, I, I, I want to say that they are not, but it is because they are details I know. These are details. <laughs> what I'm going to tell you has not come up in centuries. You don't know what you saw, Beetle. I will I tell you. From, from my no. teachings, but. I will tell you what you saw. The... I motion for showing me to sit down. Gracious. Thank you. <sighs> what you saw. It's painful to say. What you saw. Him. He. It. On horseback, right? Yes. We share the same visage. It is not he. It is not him. It is not only one. They. They're meaning that there are multiple beetle. They are known. As the first harbingers. This. Last night was. Never seen. It was heard many a tale. These stories say that they are Cassius's most elite. His most trusted, his longest living, his war chiefs. They command small armies. They assemble themselves. Some are meant for defense to his castle. Others are meant for scouting, for finding vulnerabilities. Or, if it is a singular harbinger, as we dealt with last night, uh, they run solo. If they do, it's for a specific mission. Mostly, it's out of a personal vendetta if they arrive. I've heard one harbinger alone take on an entire village and succeed. And who is this harbinger? If you can identify him, you would save centuries of research. That's the thing with the first harbingers. Catch that. Harbingers. I mean plural. He, it, what we saw last night? 
it's not just him, there are many. Yesterday I warned you to paint carefully. I'm not saying that you haven't. I'm not saying that you have. I'm saying this. What just happened? This was child's play. This was a taste. They could have kept going. I don't know if Cassius told them to show restraint or if that harbinger chose to show restraint. Is Cassius known to show restraint, William? No. no. Whatever happened in the past day, two days, perhaps it's my presence. You seem to be rather intrigued that myself and my wife are alive. He's intrigued, but also afraid. That is what my gut tells me. I feel that he thinks he got rid of you once and for all with that curse. And now that you are back, it, I think, has some feeling that challengers of old, enemies of old, are possibly going to reappear and mobilize. Perhaps they could. Perhaps they have bigger plans. But that was last, last evening, and this is now. Allow me to show you. And just takes his arm around your shoulder, lifts up, opens the window, and points to that same sunshine that you saw yesterday. It's only the second time ever. William, I have a question for you. Certainly. One for now to stay between us. Asked away. Yes, yes. Please. Anything. When this world is right, if we both are lucky enough to see it to the end. Yes. I would like you to be my counsel. You are wise, knowledgeable, and I trust you to the core. So would you, William Mazaran, be my counsel? I am young. I am learning. There's much I can learn from you. I do feel rather out of time. But simultaneously, I feel like with age comes great wisdom that... I do not disagree with everything that any and all of you have learned throughout the decades, but I think I have some tricks up my sleeve that I would love 
to agitate and show if you would have me, I will happily accept. I would have you. And <clears throat> as I understand yesterday, you you have a trip to make. I do. And I do. Um, of course, I don't want to see you go. Neither does Victor. You know, we would love to just capture you and force you to stay. But, <laughs> you know, like all good things, you have to let them go and come back. Uh, what I can't do... Oh, come on. I was having... And you see little Benji comes walking up about 50 feet away with like, you know, almost like that picnic basket on a stick type pose. I am ready. I am here. You guys said in the morning. Yes. We did say in the morning. If nothing else, he is prompt. Um, I see. Well, Emma and I have a gift. Beetle. Uh, is that so? Yes, we do. Um, I understand that uh, Sasha, she gave you this laundry list of issues that problems this. Um, I believe the two of you are out for the greater good. And if anything, I would like to advocate for it. Give you a nudge, give you a push in the right direction. You can't do that on foot. I'm not saying you can't afford it, but what I I am saying is you need speed. You need to approach as rapidly as possible. And you see with a firm thumb and a forefinger, a whistle. And not like last night, not in some dark, necrotic way, you hear almost light foot, golden footprints approach in what at first seemed to be just upright humanoid take a almost creviced V-like shape and you see a armored war horse approach. Her name is Mia. Mia? This is Beetle. And you see the horse had to send down to you. She is beautiful, and I bow 
towards her. She is one of my oldest and magically created friends for a week. She will not be around forever. She is yours for a week. You've probably... This is my guess. You've probably died a day and a half. Maybe two days. Until you get to mid-March. But Mia here... You see just like a couple of like gentle spanks. If you stay... And you, you can see William pointing at Mia... Not you. If you stay on your best behavior, Beetle, you should be there for breakfast in the morning. But that's if she behaves. Points again at the horse. <laughs> I walk up to her and I whisper in her ear, if you can do that for me, I will treat you to the best stables and the best food. And I will personally brush out your mane. Uh, as you are saying that, there is uh, not pressure, but a little bit of weight. Uh, as you see uh, to the back right side, Benji is just trying to like put his little rucksack on and there's a little kick from the horse. What did I do, Ron? Just leave your rucksack on I'm yourself. Just, I'm just trying to do that. But shit, okay. I pick him up, I put him on the horse. Uh, right. Then I get on. So. And like, as you pick him up, he is like, like purely stiff. Like, does not know what to do. Like, it's like you're picking up, like, a plank of wood. Plankton, if you don't relax, your new name is going to permanently be Plankton. I mean, I think she hates me. I look me in the eyes and I ask, do you hate him? There's a maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Eh, feelings mutual. And I give her a pat on the nose. Uh, before your departure, um, I'm guessing I'm guessing Victor's busy with Sasha. Would you like Emma and I to research? You figured out this issue with the priest? He seems in good health. He's awake now. He seems to be. Uh, if you get a chance, can you please look into how he would know of my family? Certainly, yes, yes. Of course. Okay, and... We are... All assuming this issue with the tavern derived from... The bones? This devil? 
He's gone? You slayed him? To the best of my knowledge, he, Wonderful. he is gone. Wonderful. So, upon your return, uh, perhaps Emma and I can look into these uh, missing children. That by the time you return, we can have an answer for you. And you can send uh, Emma. Emma, she wants to go to Nalore. Yes. He said is what she last said. That is a tough travel. Not that I don't have faith in you, but it is a tough travel. So, my dear, let's figure out why children don't reside. You can see Emma's just like, sh like shrugging, like, I don't fucking know. Like, maybe their parents suck. Like, no, there's a reason. I mean, like, obviously William's right, but Emma's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, old man? Oh, William, before I forget. Yes, yes. Uh, would you like me to wake anyone? Do you want to say goodbye before you return? No, I think it's best that I just head out. But I had a suggestion. Since history Certainly. is repeating itself, it Seems might not to hurt to dig into the past. Certainly. There might be similarities. Certainly. And you're taking uh, this small backpack ally with you? I am. Just pointing at Benji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You already fucking knew. Yeah. Okay. Consider it an, a, a reward for his helping me earlier. Oh, you mean... Wait, okay. Because he's... You know, I mean, he's a good kid, but he's not good. Okay. Got it. He's a good kid. He's... Just... I've never been to Midmarch. I'm very excited. I mean, yes. see the world. You see, like, he's not only looking at you, but he's looking to William, where it's like, you know, like, <laughs> William knows it's only, like, 30-ish miles, but Benji's like, no, I'm going from Seattle to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> On a horse? Good Lord. Um... We're as, going. as Benji is speaking, I call out, Mia, run like the speed of light. Yeah, yeah it's like a woody toy story and you guys bolt off. And that is where we will pick up next session. Wow. We will pick up with uh, Beetle leaving Reynoldton back to Midmarch. Uh, reason being, uh, before we just call it quits, uh, Beetle did get a summons from his very good friend Easton. This goes way back to before uh, 
we had the switch from Pathfinder to D&D &D and the channel and everything that these are very old, very trusted, longtime allies of the party that seem to, yeah. for whatever reason, need them to return for some sort of big issue. Yeah. Which, next week, we will pick up with Beetle, Beetle, Mia, and Benji? Is that the best way to put it? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to say yeah, three humanoids, three people, but it's more of like a panther and a half-person riding a celestial conjured horse across town. Yeah, that's pretty much the best way to put it. That's this game. Alright, we will see all of you next week. We hope you enjoyed Darklands, and we'll see you next time. Woohoo!